Welcome to the HD CEO Psyche Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Brianna Eve. This is the show for the sacred rebel entrepreneurs who are ready to experience power, purpose, and prosperity in business their way. I am a leading human design business expert trained by the official schools and certified Gene Keys mentor studying with Richard Rudd. This is a no bullshit podcast bringing you alignment and ass kickery to help you embody your design, rewire your beliefs, and scale your soul-led business in a way that simplifies making money online. Now, fair warning, I am a fan of the cursey words, so if that is not your jam, this is likely not the place for you. If it is, welcome to the family, and I can't wait to get to know you. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm always so honored to have you here and grateful that you choose to listen to the HD CEO Psyche and spend some time with me in each episode. So again, thank you for being here and for being a part of this community. It really does mean the world to me. I mean, after all, I am a right angle across the service and I can't be of service if no one is here. (laughs) All right, guys. I'm not in the ideal spot in my house to be recording a podcast and I'm home alone with the dogs while Scott does some running around today. So you may hear dogs whining in the background and let me tell you, I have a Husky and a German Shepherd, both adopted of course, and I have to say there is nothing more annoying than a Husky whistling. So you may hear the whistling in the background. And I'm still stuffy, yes, so I sound a little bit weird, but we're going to get through this, guys. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm a professional. We will get through this. (laughs) And actually, I do want to backtrack a little bit before we get into this podcast episode and the topic I have for you today, because I often get comments of, well, it must be nice because Scott's home, or it's easy for you because of this, or easier for you because of that. And first I have to say, we have to stop trying to fight for our drama and our bullshit more than our dreams. Full stop. If you are consistently coming up with excuses on why it's harder for you and not going to work for you and easier for other people, guess what? You're going to be spinning your wheels and creating the same reality over and over and over again because you believe it's harder for you and it's not going to work for you. Second thing I have to say about that is start to bond with people and start to put yourself in rooms that challenge you to dream bigger, think bigger, and bond over shared badass fucking revolutionary dreams. If you're putting yourself around people that support your butt, you're never going to change your life. And what I mean by that is people that support the butt. Well, I could be successful, but I'm a stay-at-home mom. I could be successful, but... I don't have enough money to get started, right? People that support the butt. And there's a lot of people in this world that are all too excited and willing to support the butt and the excuses that are keeping you where you are. And you know who they are. They're the people that go, oh, I know. You tried so hard. You you just did a great job. Like a lot of people wouldn't even get started. Don't put yourself around people like that. (laughs) Don't put yourself around people. I made a post about this. that are good for your nervous system. Get a therapist for that. Put yourself around people that challenge you and challenge you to grow. Put yourself around people that support the and. What I mean by that is I'm a single mom and I can still build a seven-figure business. 
I had three launches where someone didn't sign up and this launch, I know what works, what didn't, what can I do differently this time? And I'm going balls to the wall to create my first six figure launch. Put yourself around people that challenge your perception on reality. And <laughs> you'll notice now how often I say that, and you have to challenge your own perception on reality. Don't expect people to tugboat you along and knock the proverbial donut out of your hand. It reminds me when I was a personal trainer and people would say, oh, you need to follow me around and knock donuts out of my hand. Well, you're never going to be successful if that's your mindset. You're never going to be successful if you need someone else to catch every fucking thing you do and reframe, shift, and choose a different reality every time you get into kind of a pity party. We all have them, it happens, it's part of the human experience, and how do you lead yourself through it? The last thing I want to say about this is, I hit $750,000 in my business by myself, at home, doing my lives and videos in a dark corner in a basement with no professional equipment, no Kajabi, no website, I was launching, programs and Facebook groups, just streaming lives into there. I had no staff when we got up to that amount of money in the business. I had very light structure in the business and Scott was a police officer. So he had crazy hours. We lived an hour from his job. So he'd be gone for 14 hours a day. And during certain periods of his schedule, he'd be gone for seven days straight. And it was also on midnights. So he'd be gone all night. He would leave the house around dinner time, get back in the morning, and then sleep all day. So I've been there when my schedule is fucking crazy and I was doing it all on my own. And you know, it's funny looking back because we adopted Julia because we were told she was the quietest German Shepherd puppy you would ever meet. And I was like, this is perfect because I'm too busy for a high energy dog. I'm too busy for a high needs dog. So we adopted Julia and it was just a shit show. She, if you guys know the story, was in the emergency room within days of adoption. She was diagnosed with a PRAA, persistent right aortic arch, and she had two of them. It was blood vessels that were strangling her esophagus which caused mega esophagus. So her esophagus is stretched out and has a massive pocket in it because food literally could not get into her stomach. So it was digesting in her throat, but we didn't know. And the rescue had not said anything, whether they knew or not, I'm not sure. So she ended up in the emergency room a couple days after we adopted her. And at this point in time, I had multiple programs running and were already sold. I was doing lives within them. And it was just this whirlwind of bringing her to specialist appointments, which were over an hour from the house, running the business. Scott was working full time, managing literally everything in life, in the business, juggling so many balls. And Julia requires a very strict schedule. It's you know, between medication and food, she's getting something every two hours of the day from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. at night. And that's not going to change. That's her normal. That's how we've created stability for her and health for her and how she is flourishing in spite of her diseases that take a lot of animals and create not really quality of life for a lot of the dogs that have it. So we've found the perfect schedule for her, but I was doing that all on my own before Scott left work. And we were able to do that where he was able to leave work because I know this is a really bad word, <laughs> a really bad word, but buckle up, take a deep breath. We're going to make it through. I worked my ass off 
I put hard work in. I know I said the hard work words. Shit, shit. All right, now that I lost half the listeners, let's continue on. So I put a lot of hard work in. I dug my heels in. I knew what needed to be done. And because of that work I put in, I built authority in my brand very quick. I built intimacy in my brand very quick. I built a raving cult tribe very fucking quick with dream clients that I am just obsessed with that many are still with me to this day years later. And I created a life for us where Scott could be home. So I had that long-term vision that I was working towards. I knew what my goals were. I knew what I wanted from life, for my business. I mean, we just moved into the dream farm. So it's not that, oh, Ashley doesn't understand what it's like to be busy because she has help, her husband's home. I worked my ass off to get to this point. So we get to choose our dreams or our drama and we get to choose, do we fight for our drama and do we fight for why things are hard and do we fight for why things are harder for us than someone else? Or do we fight for our dreams? And you have to make that choice. No one can make that choice for you. And I can be quite honest, you're not going to be successful as long as you're fighting for your dramas. You need to get over yourself, as I say to my clients over all the time. You need to get over yourself and start thinking like a CEO. And I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. Business isn't personal. This isn't a personal attack on you. I want to see you have success. And what I recommend is stop fighting for your drama stop bonding with people over your butt unless you have a badass butt and you're like a figure or bikini competitor then yeah hell yeah bond with other bodybuilders over your ass but not your butt choose your and and start to back that up with action have the long-term vision in mind and don't be afraid of hard work don't be afraid of grinding in certain seasons of your business I don't recommend that forever. I don't think it's sustainable forever, but I do believe that there are seasons in our business where if we want something to happen faster, there is a level of digging our heels in and refusing any other reality. So anyway, I probably lost half the listeners there, but let's get started on today's episode. What we are talking about today, other than that, is stop doing this to generators and manifesting generators. Now, I'm speaking to everyone. I am also calling you out generators and MGs because I see you do this to people and I'm sick of it. It's gross. It just literally turns my stomach when I see this in ads. We're going to talk about what I'm talking about. If you saw my post on Instagram, you probably know where we're going with this, but we need to change this conversation. The conversation we're having is that generators and MGs are the workhorse. Generators and MGs do the grunt work. Generators and MGs really are good for nothing other than their sacral energy. And this goes hand in hand with the bullshit story that projectors are not here to work. Projectors, I'm also calling you out. Manifestors, I'm calling you out. Reflectors, I'm calling you out. All of you, I'm calling you out. That projectors aren't here to work was something taken out of context from what Rob was talking about in regards to spiritual awakening. He created BG5 for the business application of human design. So a lot of what you're hearing, you guys know, I say this all the time. A lot of what you're hearing in the online space is human design for a spiritual awakening. It is not copy and pasted on top of BG5. It is not copy and pasted on top of business. 
It is very different, the application in terms of business over spiritual awakening. How I approach a client that's looking for spiritual awakening is very different than how I approach a client that's looking to scale their business to multiple six, multiple seven figures. Very different than how I approach a client that's looking to create more harmony and cohesiveness within their team of three, five, 10 employees. I do not approach business the same way as spiritual awakening. And those that have been with me for both sides of that coin know it is a very different approach. So we have to first get rid of this line of generators are here to work. You do the grunt work. You're the donkey that we just throw a bunch of shit on and grind you into the ground. And then everyone else is not here to work. Because this is causing a lot of ads, and this is what we're going to stop doing, a lot of ads where I see people say, hiring for a VA, but only generators and MGs. So let me tell you what this says to me. One, it's gross. And it tells me this. I believe generators are only worker bees and want someone to work into the ground. This job that you are applying for is really meant for five people. But what I'm going to do is hire one generator, work them into the ground, pay them really shitty pay and not have to worry about hiring more employees because my friend, Generator MG, you are here to work. Now, that is the energy it's giving off. You may not intend for it to come across that way. And if you think if you're like getting triggered and you're pissed off at me and you're like, you're being condescending likely because you've thought this or done something like this in the past. And I'm going to tell you, no self-respecting generator or manifesting generator is going to reply to an ad that is very clearly advertising the only reason that they are speaking to the generators or MGs is because you are seen as the worker bee, because you are apparently here to work. Here's what it also does. Now, Ra Ruhu talked about generators and MGs being the super slaves. However, it wasn't just slaves to others, although I'm going to get to that in a moment with a raw Ruhu quote. It was also slaves to our not self. Slaves of saying yes to things that actually are not aligned, saying yes to things that are a no. We very often become super slaves to our mind and ourselves. And I feel as though it almost gives this energy of, I'll take what I can get rather than doing what you're actually called to be doing and saying yes to soul, saying yes to what you are meant for, saying yes to what you are meant to build. And I can see this happening. I see it in the comments often on posts like this of generators and MGs having had a coach on a pedestal where it almost feels like, well, I'm finally being seen by this person. This ad, this type of ad is not actually seeing and recognizing you for who you are and your strengths. It's reducing you to your sacral energy. It's reducing you to an illusion that you're simply here to work. And again, I'm not calling out one person in particular. I see this all the time online. If it's triggering or if it upsets you, it's likely because you've done something like this in the past. And I'm really calling for a change overall in how we approach, how we treat generators and manifesting generators. And also ads like that, just cutting that shit out. So I want to read a quote also from Ra Ruhu. He says, you know, when manifestors ruled, it was so easy to have generators as slaves because all the manifestor had to do was say, be like me. The moment that the manifestor says to the generator, be like me, the manifestor runs the game because the generator can't be like me. Never. As long as generators try to manifest, 
I have the advantage because they're going to be frustrated. They will not have their full power and thus they're going to be easy to manipulate. Generators aren't here for that. You're not here to be slaves. That's my job. I free slaves. You're the most powerful thing on the planet. You're not here to be slaves. You're here to build. This is the mystical quality of the generator. In surrender, they become builders. Basically, what you build is always the macrocosm of your microcosm. If you look at the world that we live in, if you look at the architecture of the world that we live in, we live in a world that was created by not self-frustration. Therefore, the moment that you liberate the generator is the moment that you can be built totally differently. More than anyone else, you are here to be the first real members of the revolution. And the revolution is that you will live by your own unique authority. You must understand how radical that is. We live in a world in which authority is imposed on us from millions of directions, literally. Everything from televised news to the teachers we have in school, to the parents that we have, to the governments that we have, to the cultural groups we belong to, to the communities that we're entrenched in. Every single one of these aspects of our lives has authority over us. And it's with this quote where I believe this type of marketing snags not self generators and manifesting generators. Ra also says, the generator mind tries to find a life through its open centers. It's frightening to see what happens when you try to find a life through your open centers. You try to find a life through proving yourself. You try to find a life through finding love and direction. You try to find a life through all the open centers you have, and that's not what you're here for. And you're not going to find life there. What you're going to find is the same not-self problem in another guise. Every time one of the not-self strategies proves to be too much, the mind will switch to another one and never lets go. And you see, the only thing that will diminish the power of that mind is when you stop giving decision-making authority to those open centers. You can only do that by honoring your sacral. There's no other way. It's a struggle. Remember, you're special. You are really special. You can be transformed in a moment on a dime. Bang! Just like that. I know generators who have been able to step into being a generator almost from the beginning. It doesn't mean they're awake. It still takes seven years. There's business to be done. But almost from the beginning, they can live out what is really them and go through that whole process of discovery. So here's the thing, generators. Raw specifically says you are God's gift. Raw specifically says that you are really special and you can be transformed in a moment. Yet that has to be from a place of alignment. I'm not saying generators and manifesting generators cannot be VAs or cannot work for other people. I'm certainly not saying that. What I'm saying is one, we have to show the generators and manifesting generators more respect than I'm posting this for your sacral work energy. And two, generators and manifesting generators, we have to stop being the slave to others and the slave to ourselves. The slaves to our not self mind because transformation will not happen there. Transformation will not happen when you're living through the life of your not self and the pressure of your not self, proving yourself, trying to find love and direction, taking what you can get or your projector channels finally being seen and recognized and making decisions from pressure to be seen and recognized by that coach you've had on a pedestal rather than something actually being correct for you. 
The moment a generator or manifesting generator enters life correctly as yourself, whether you're emotional or sacral authority, it comes down to the very same thing. And it comes down to you finally are your own authority. That's it. And when you honor that authority, the most important thing in your life happens. You get your life back and you can find a place where you can use your energy correctly so you stop quitting. And this is where so many not self-generators continue to quit because they get into things that aren't correct and often from the place of waiting for the invitation. I can't tell you how many times I hear generators and manifesting generators say, I have nothing to respond to. What? What? I can't even wrap my head around it. You have nothing to respond to. You're responding every single moment of every single day. So also I see these generators and manifesting generators taking what they can get from the pressure of the mind because they're waiting for the invitation rather than actually truly responding. All right, so I thought what we would do next is, I assume there's a lot of different designs listening to this episode, maybe not anymore, I don't know. What we'll do is talk a little bit about the generators before I let you go. And I think this is really important because, again, I think there's a big misunderstanding of the generator and the manifesting generator. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I log into Instagram or Facebook and I see people saying that manifesting generators are hybrids, which is horrific. You are not a hybrid between the manifester and the generator. I can see there is one person that was a raw student way, way back in the day. And I think it was more when he first started out. And some of his very early trainings, when he was still learning to communicate this, could give the impression that he was insinuating you are a hybrid. And I think he was, my interpretation obviously is not live anymore. I'm going to read you a quote from one of his last pieces of work on this before he passed away. However, I think what he was attempting to communicate was the manifesting generator, pure manifesting generator channel, and how that interrelates between manifesting power and the link between a motor connected to the throat, which would be a manifester, and the generator or MGs. And that would be the 34 to 20 is the pure manifesting generator channel. So I believe as he got better at communicating what he was trying to communicate, He was able to effectively communicate what he was trying to communicate. And I'm going to read you so everyone knows this, although I've posted it multiple times. One of the last things he said about this, he said, particularly here in America, there's a lot of investigation that's been done. And there's been a lot of discussion about the nature of generators and the fact that generators have a subgroup that is pure generators and manifesting generators. I have never altered the knowledge that was given to me in any way. I was told that there were only four kinds of beings and there are only four kinds of beings. There are two kinds of generators, but generators are generators are generators. The reality is that anyone who has a defined sacral center has the same strategy. It doesn't matter if you're a pure generator. It doesn't matter if you're a manifesting generator. The reality is that what it means to be yourself and to honor your strategy is that you only make decisions in response. There is also a great deal of confusion about manifesting generators because very few people understand the mechanism. All right, so that is a raw Ruhu quote, and that's something I've spoken about a lot online is one, I think the generators and MGs are greatly misunderstood, although a lot of designs are online, primarily though, the manifesting generator. And 
it is causing a lot of resistance for manifesting generators. I also want to just put this out into your awareness as well, if you're still a little sticky around this. Manifesting generators, what separates them from generators is they're highly efficient. They skip steps, sometimes too many, <laughs> which puts them back at square one. However, they skip steps. They're highly efficient. How would it make sense that we have the most efficient design now adding more steps in? Now they're waiting to respond, then informing, then going about what they were doing. It just makes no logical sense to me that we're saying in the same sentence, you are the most efficient design and can move the fastest. However, you actually have the most steps to your process. And I also have people that kind of push back around this. Most of them become clients after they see the light around this. <laughs> they hate me for a while, unfollow me, come back, follow me, maybe unfollow me a couple more times, then come back and are eventually clients. However, they'll say, yeah, but I'm a manifesting generator and it works better when I inform people. Informing as a matter of removing resistance is very different than informing your partner you plan on taking a four-month vacation. Informing to remove resistance because you have a closed and repelling aura is very different than effective and open communication with people in your lives. And I believe this is where people are getting really confused and getting a little bit too stuck on words. Informing is not to just let people know what you're doing. Informing is because the manifester has a closed and repelling aura. So it removes resistance for them. Our aura makes our type. A manifesting generator has a generator aura. You do not have any aspect of a closed and repelling aura. Therefore, you do not have to inform to remove resistance. Now, I will say not self generators and manifesting generators are more abrasive on my aura than even a not self manifester. So if you're in the not self and trying to manifest and push things into existence as a generator or manifesting generator, then yeah, I do actually believe that people around you need to be informed to remove resistance. Although at that point it's probably going to add resistance because you're in the not self, they're amplifying your not self through their openness. And then you're amplifying that through your openness. However, when we're looking at the true mechanics, a manifesting generator has a generator aura. It is open and enveloping. You do not need to inform to remove resistance. Only the manifester has to do that. And every human being needs to have the emotional intelligence to have open and honest conversations with our staff, with our partners and people in our lives, not just the manifester due to their aura. All right, so I'm glad we cleared that up. Let's get into a little bit about the generator. Ra Ruhu says, there's nothing more special on this planet than generators. And what I mean by that is that out of the sacral center and only generators have a defined sacral center, that out of the sacral center, what you get is a generation of life itself, literally. This means that whatever we consider to be the life process and whatever we consider to be the quality and the reality of life on this earth is created by generators. It is their work. Our work is truly to build life, to build what we see in this world. When we are aligned, we bring that creativity into form and build businesses, structures, new directions for humanity from that. 
You are innovative. You are creative. You are mutative. Depending on your activations, of course, you'll have different degrees of all that. You are a genius at what you do. While yes, your genius can be being a VA, or if you are looking at hiring a VA, your genius VA could be a generator, a manifesting generator. However, working is not all the generator or manifesting generator is good for. And unfortunately, like I said, a lot of this marketing is just saying that's all you're good for. And what I see when I see that marketing for only hiring generators and MGs is it's likely going to be a lot of work that you feel you your projection, your perception of the different designs is saying, well, a projector couldn't handle that or a reflector couldn't handle that or a manifester couldn't handle that because it's a lot of work. And I just want to add here, it makes me giggle because my clients I work with, I am a high performance coach outside of business as well. And I work with a lot of athletes and my clients that could run circles around me, both in their career and in their athletics are projectors. And we also have energy projectors as well. So again, I think it's just so much misinformation and layers of conditioning that are being passed around the online space. And this isn't me standing on my high horse. However, I think a big issue is a lot of people are not actually informed or understanding the mechanics or committing themselves to understand the mechanics. And they're just regurgitating popular memes or viral bumper sticker taglines that they hear about the designs, which is feeding how viral this goes. And viral doesn't necessarily mean right. I mean, shit, look at the variables. And one of the variables has turned into specific versus non-specific manifestation, which has nothing to do with the primary health system or the variables. So it's popular because people love manifestation and it's gone completely viral and yet it has absolutely nothing to do with human design and has absolutely nothing to do with the variables. And that's for another day. I believe I actually have a podcast on it. Maybe, maybe not, but I have talked about it on Instagram as well. Now, when we're looking at the generators again, the generators are here to know themselves. And from here on out, I'm going to be using generators and MGs as generators because we all are. They're here to know themselves. The existential question of the generator is, who am I? Ra Uruhu said, you're here to know yourself. So you above everybody else is here to know the power of your not self because it's your greatest enemy. In recognizing the power of that not self, you cannot expect your mind who does not work for you to work for you. You cannot expect that you're going to be able to teach your mind to be able to compensate for your not self. If you have an open spleen from the moment that you came into the world, you've been holding on to things that aren't good for you. You came into the world with an open spleen and you're deeply insecure. This is your immune system. It's a primary defense system in life. It's the one thing that will keep you alive. It will keep you alive on the inside and it will keep you alive on the outside. What do you think it's like to not have one? You're insecure, deeply insecure, and you're afraid for survival. And that fear for survival is legitimate. You've got an undefined spleen. So imagine you've got a father or mother with a defined spleen. The moment they're in your aura, they make you feel good. And when I say feel good, it's not like you're ready to party. They make you feel good in the sense that they take away your fear of insecurity. They make you feel secure. You feel protected. You feel embraced. And where he's going with that is 
based on that, even the deep conditioning from the time we're young, we start to see life and live life through our openness rather than following our strategy and authority. So the generator with the undefined spleen starts to make decisions based on who feels good to them or what feels good to them, but it isn't necessarily correct for them. They'll hold on to anything that isn't good for them just to be secure. Now, think about what that means if you're a generator. Your not-self-mind is going to express that as propaganda, which will keep you stuck and keep you a slave to yourself or a slave to others. So you think you can say to that not-self-mind, now look, (laughs) you don't have to feel insecure. Look at you now. You've been able to survive 30, 40, 50, 60 years. What are you worried about? You think your life's going to come to an end? You don't have to look at other people to make you feel secure. Do you think that works? The mind does not think like that. The mind's not interested in that. The mind knows that it's a joke. And the mind's going to keep putting pressure on you to make decisions and keep things that make you feel secure. So this is also where I see generators and manifesting generators circle the drain on not truly following their strategy and authority. I'll be working with generators on one-on-one coaching calls or in my mastermind and I'll ask them a yes, no question. And one, I can see them look up searching their brain for the answer, which first and foremost is a glaring red light that they're actually not following strategy and authority. Their eyeballs will go up and I can see them searching the files in their mind to find the right answer. However, what ends up happening is when you start making decisions and living life through the openness and the pressure of your open centers, you start to think of reasons why something's correct or not correct based on the pressure from the open centers. And that can also be open gates and channels in your body graph. And to make things even more complicated, your definition can operate in an unhealthy way. So we think it's so simple and yet there's so many layers here. However, it's this, the mind fighting your surrender and all of these conditioned stories and ways of being that likely feel very much like you. I know a lot of generators and MGs that will die in the hill of their not self stories, conditioning and pressure. Yet it's that that's keeping you stuck where you are and not truly building what you're here to build. And on top of all of this, the not self pressure, the pressure from our open centers, the conditioning, Ra-Ruhu says, generators and their sensitivity. There's nothing worse than a generator's thin skin. They take everything personally. It's all upsetting and they don't want to disappoint anyone. All right, I'll manifest that for you. Okay. Oh, I'm supposed to be like that. All right, I'll manifest that. Okay. I'll do what you say. Imagine the frustration that goes along with that. You are here to be the unique expression of yourself, not some kind of homogenized, oh my God, what will they think? Raw continues with one of the most difficult things for generators to do when it comes to responding is to let go of what will they think. The generator response mechanism is deeply repressed. It's not like it's just sitting there waiting to be activated. It's like that beautiful car that you've had in the garage for 20 years or 30 years or 40 years and nobody's used it. I had this incredible tub of frustration with clients, the generators I do readings with. I'd be going along and going along, there's this, there's this, and they'd be going, "Uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And I'd say to them, see, that's the sound. They would just look at me like they had no clue what I was talking about. I said, the sound, the sound of your sacral. So I'd keep on going along with the reading and they're going, "Uh uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And I'd say, see, see, I pointed to their throat. See, see, you made the sound. 
I would get so frustrated that I would say, all right, you'll hear it on the tape. The one grunting is you. This is why it's so important to go through the question response episode. So this is something as well when I'm coaching generators and manifesting generators, it's very different than how I approach other designs. And I actually have specific intake forms from going through the BG5 specialty trainings that are tailored for the different designs because open-ended questions, while we can't always get out of open-ended questions as coaches, open-ended questions tend to get the generators stuck in their mind, stuck in their openness, stuck in their conditioning, stuck looking for the right response, stuck trying to not let someone down. When we use the question and response episodes and question response type of approach with the generator and manifesting generator clients, I'm able to get a better feel for what's actually true for them. And then they can watch the video back and actually see the difference when they start to look up for answers and when they're actually immediately getting that response and moving from response and they can actually see the process they go through and it shed as they go week to week. But there is a deep knowing that's required of the sacral authority and the, well, I shouldn't say sacral authority, the generators and manifesting generators who have the sacral to know themselves on a really deep level. We look in on ourselves. Who am I? The other three types, they look out into the world. They find a way to communicate in a very different manner than the generators and MGs. The manifestors, projectors, and reflectors create a communicative potential to describe what the sacral actually produces. So they have a very different mental approach because they have an approach that is looking out into the world versus us who's looking in. And I really feel not self generators and MGs or other types don't understand the true nuances of what it means to be a generator. And again, slap these labels on of, well, you're the workhorse, you're the work mule, and you're just essentially being valued for how much you can work. When it has nothing, the sacral is not necessarily work. It's life. It's building. It's mutation. It's creativity. It's sexuality. It's birthing. It is this powerful motor that it's such a shame it's actually just been reduced to eh, you work in the online space and i get a lot of people that say well i think the difference is the sacral is a work motor and the other ones aren't work motors and again we are reducing such layered multifaceted potent complicated mechanics into viral memes and one of my mentors at the International Human Design School said he actually will not go online because of this, because we're reducing human design to viral memes and bumper sticker hashtags. And while, of course, I don't think it's wrong to talk about human design online, I use it in my marketing as well. We do have to be aware of some of these viral catchphrases and ways of approaching each other that are becoming very popular and are very incorrect or leading to misconceptions about the different designs. The thing I'm going to leave you guys with, the dogs are starting to get restless, so I think that's my cue to wrap this up. And I have class at the International Human Design School in seven minutes. I am a student of something I've been counting down the days to until I could apply for the Differentiation College, which is the holistic analyst degree. It combines rave psychology, which is going to go so beautiful with my university education in psychology and background as a counselor with the primary health system. So it's the holistic analyst degree. 
and I believe it's two and a half years and seven semesters to complete that. So anyway, I'm in semester one right now. I'm really excited about that. Really excited to add more layers to my already extensive certifications at BG5 and the International Human Design School. But I do want to leave you with this. Generators are called builders in BG5, which is the business application. Manifesting generators are called express builders. And I want to share this in regards to the approach that's taken for them in business. It is all about mastering and perfecting a process. You bring creativity into reality and you build our world by bringing that creativity into reality. Respond to what life is asking of you, what is happening in your body, rather than what you think you should, need, have to, and rather than allowing the pressure from your not self to drive you into decisions that are not correct and will cause you to quit because your energy was never available for that commitment in the first place. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. There's a lot of really gold nuggets in here. If you made it this far, I know this can be a bit of a triggering topic. A lot of people don't like me because I call out a lot of the incorrect information on the online space in regards to human design and how we approach the different designs. However, as Ross says, and I'm going to leave you with one more thing, a quote from Ra Uruhu, he says, you're here to be the honest ones, generators the honest brokers. You represent the truth. You do. And the moment that you are awake within your own nature, the moment that you're living out your strategy, that is the moment that your truth comes out. And it's a unique truth. It's yours. All right, my friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please give me a share, screenshot, tag me over on Instagram. I am Ashley Brianna Eve. And feel free to share this with anyone that would benefit from one of these episodes or maybe even this episode. I really put a lot of effort into these episodes for you and I try to turn them into mini trainings where people can actually change their lives from the free content alone. So as that energetic exchange, I'd really appreciate if on your end, you met me in that energy exchange and gave this a share. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye guys.